Merry Christmas. This week, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. We celebrate the Holy Family as an icon, as an example of what it means to be both holy and family at the same time. As I was preparing for this homily, I was reminded of God's command to his people. You shall be holy, for I am holy. And then it occurred to me that to understand the fullness of what it means to be holy in every aspect would take all of our life. And still that would not be enough time. For only God is fully holy and our understanding of God is incredibly limited. It would be like trying to pour all of the oceans into a single thimble. What is clear is that while we cannot contain all of the oceans, we have been given the capacity to be filled, to be filled with God's sanctifying grace. And that is what it means when the scripture tells us to be holy as God is holy. The Hebrew word for holy is the idea of being set apart or a holy place. In Greek, the word for holy is much the same, meaning different or something that is sacred or pure or worthy. And both words refer to something that is different from the world around us. So this sanctuary is holy, for on it sits the altar of sacrifice. The tabernacle is holy, for in it dwells the one who is all holy. That is why last week Father Matthias stressed the sacredness of our heart and our soul, for it's meant to be set apart, to be different from the world around it. It is intended to be a dwelling place, a temple of the Lord, and to be holy and worthy of the one who is all holy. And so the question is, is there room in our heart for holiness? And in order to discover the answer to that question, we must first identify what is currently occupying our heart. And the truth is that for far too many of us, we have lost, for the most part, the ability to recognize the deepest longing of our heart. And we have become, as a people and as a family, sort of tone deaf to each other. And we, we have allowed the culture to in some ways become our conscience. And we have allowed the culture to become the teacher of our children. And our society is quickly losing its Christian memory. And so the love of God and the pursuit of holiness is being replaced with the love of self and the pursuit of diversion. Social media has become the language of the masses. 
and the mass is increasingly becoming the language of the few. In 1979, Pope John Paul II, he spoke about this aspect of the family in the world, and it's more relevant now than ever before. He said that modern conditions and social changes have created new patterns and new difficulties for family life and for Christian marriage. He said, do not follow the trends where a close-knit family is seen as outdated. The Christian family is more important for the church and for society today than ever before. And the future of humanity depends in part on parents and the family life that they build in their homes. So what should a holy family look like in today's world? Well, we get an idea from the first reading from Sirach. It talks about the importance of the father and the mother in the home and how it is God who set it in place. It also teaches a valuable lesson on how children should treat and regard their parents. A fairly modern example would be the Martin family. So this is the family that St. Therese of Lisieux grew up in. Not only is Therese a canonized saint, but so are her parents. And one of her sisters is being considered for sainthood as well. You see, this family took holiness seriously. They prayed together and they prayed for each other. There is no greater responsibility of a father and a mother than to raise their children to know and to love God. It is by their example of self-giving love that their children will come to learn what sacrificial love is. One of the greatest things that a father can do for his children is to love and respect their mother. And the same is true for the mother towards the father. My wife Liz and I have been married for 40 years and we can say without a doubt that children and grandchildren are always watching. They're always learning. And so the question is, what are they watching? What are they learning? It's so important for children to witness their parents' love for each other. Children need to see their parents demonstrating genuine affection for each other. They need to hear their parents say, I love you to each other. And they need to see demonstrations of forgiveness and genuine acts of service for the love of the other. It is the decision to love one's spouse in good times and in bad that bears the fruit of love. So our second reading today provides us with tangible ways of expressing love and living our faith in Jesus Christ. And absolutely nothing can replace the authentic and the consistent example of parents.
because children watch what their parents do and they watch what they don't do. I once witnessed a mother and a father in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament and they had their four small children with them. So do you think that those children necessarily knew what adoration was really about? Probably not. But they knew it was important to the parents. I don't have to tell you that it's not always easy, right? Because every family experiences hardships. And we know that very well in 2020. But even the Holy Family experienced hardships. So consider for a moment how Mary had to ride about 80 uncomfortable miles on the back of a donkey while she was nine months pregnant and then give birth to her child in a stable. How Mary and Joseph had to flee to Egypt in the middle of the night in order to keep their infant son from being killed. Consider how they were filled with great anxiety because they couldn't find their son for three days. You see, this isn't just a story. This is a real family. A real family having real problems in real life. And it was under the most humble in the human of conditions. You see, that is why we can look to them to be for us and our families an example of what it means to be holy even in the midst of hardship. So anyone who attended a Catholic school in the 50s and 60s, and most many of you are not aware of this, but we had to write on our homework and on other assignments the initials JMJ the letters of the initials for Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. But it was something that was not just practiced by school children, but by saints as well. Saint Therese of Lisieux would inscribe the letters JMJ on every page of her diary as a physical reminder that she dedicated every day of her life to the Holy Family. St. Faustina did likewise. Archbishop, the venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen would always write the letters JMJ on the chalkboard when he would give a talk on television. And that practice, while it is a simple one, was a good holy practice because it served to center the mind on the Holy Family. And our hearts will often follow where we allow our minds to go. You see, we live in a world where there are many things that seek to distract our minds, that seek to occupy our hearts. And if we're not alert to it, then our hearts will quickly become filled with the things of the world and not of God. And so I repeat, is there room in our heart for holiness? If we are at least wanting to grow in holiness, then any progress forward needs to get us closer to where we want to be. 
And if we discover that we're on the wrong path, then continuing on as we are will only add to the distance between us in our relationship with Jesus. And holiness is impossible without a relationship with Jesus. In this case, the only way forward is to do an about-face. To abandon and leave behind all of the things that lead us away from him. You know, there is an amazing countercultural divine truth at play here. If we fill our hearts with the love for the things of the world, we have little room left to love others, and especially God. But if we invite Jesus to be the first love of our life, we discover that we then have an endless capacity to love our spouse, an endless capacity to love and witness to our children, an endless capacity to love others. So let us make our home a place of prayer. Husbands, pray for your wives. Wives, pray for your husbands. Parents and grandparents, pray for your children and your grandchildren. For as Father Peyton once said, the family that prays together stays together. So let us make our home a place where the peace in the name of Jesus Christ is alive and well. The all-holy God was born into a family so that the family might be a way to holiness for the world. And so I propose that we all dedicate our lives that we all consecrate our families to the Holy Family because the very act of consecration is an act of making room in our heart for holiness. So after Mass, as you're leaving today, we have prayer cards available that has the prayer of consecration to the Holy Family. So please take one home and pray the prayer of consecration. And whether you're a part of a young family or an older family or you're just a cherished member of the parish family, pray this prayer. For if we make our home and our hearts a place where God reigns, reigns supreme, then our family truly can become a holy family. And our world can become a little more holy as well.